0: Everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite coworker Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert?
1: Ali, I'm doing great, and I am absolutely mad that we're now in March. I mean,
0: <laughs> this is insane. The start of NFL free agencies this week. Obviously, the tampering period is done, so there's already been some agreements. It's so hard to keep to track, but Robert, th- I love this time of year. We talked about it last year when we did the podcast. I'm a huge March Madness fanatic. I sat at, at my on my couch yesterday watching Selection Sunday. I told my 13 year old daughter that she'd have to wait to watch Toy Story because Mom needs <laughs> to watch this. And all weekend, I was fortunate to just watch some great conference games. I, I was so impressed by Penn state. I, I will get into like the, the teams later, but why don't you real quick, give us your, your view of March madness.
1: So something that I do is ignore seating. I know this is insane yes. to some eyes, but I, I can't. And a matter of fact, Ali, we're, we're going to do this literally on the fly. I have a bracket here in front of me. I have not looked at where these teams are seated. So you're going to hear my instant reaction based on where I think they should be seated. So we're, we're going to have real raw information given out from me in, in terms of where I think my school should be seated versus where the, uh, well, the experts put them, right?
0: Well, listen, every year there's something wrong with the selection committee. They either rank someone too high or too low. They leave... One bubble team out, put another bubble team in. It's it's crazy. I don't necessarily agree with every pick that the selection team has. There were a lot of teams. Uh, well, maybe not a lot. I'd say there were about five or six teams I thought you either, either were too overseeded or underseeded. But we'll get into that in a bit. Let's start real quick. Let's go to the uh, yeah. Let's go to the South region, Robert. And this region is very interesting. I'm bringing up my bracket right now as we speak. But it was it was the first region announced. Obviously, Alabama, the unanimous number one seed. I don't know if I necessarily agreed with uh, with them being number one overall. What did you think?
1: So this one is a region that I think they've got it right. Uh, If I break down Alabama, I I did have Alabama. So I have odds to win the region uh, for everyone. So we'll go over those. And so now from the south, um, I've got Alabama as a plus one seventy-five. So they are the favorite to win this region. Uh, followed by Arizona at plus three fifty, and then Baylor at five to one, Creighton at seven and a half to one. And, and that pretty much rounds out my top four. So I think this one is custom fit for Alabama. I mean, obviously they're they're starting in the correct region. They're starting in their backyard. Um uh, This is one where I feel that the correct seeded school uh, is number one here for me, Allie.
0: I look at this region and I think out of all the number one seeds, and this is how it's supposed to be seeded, but I think Alabama has the easiest route to get to the final four. Would you agree with that?
1: That I agree. Yes, they have the easiest route without a doubt.
0: So let's dig deeper into this bracket. What matchups surprised you or which, well, you don't know the seed. Well, you you don't have the seeding yet. but which matchups do you look at and you say, this is going to be a very close game in the first round? It could go either way.
1: Right, exactly. This is great. So when we're looking at that, I'm looking right at uh, Utah State and Missouri. Yes, Utah State's gonna win that match right now. Yes, thank right you. Now.
0: First agreement of the day. <laughs> I wrote that in immediately. I, I literally sit there with my notebook, and as as they're announcing the matchups, if I like the upset, immediately I write it down. That's exactly what I just said. Utah State over Missouri, done.
1: You know, um, I honestly think. Look, when we when we look at this, I mean, I and I follow an awful lot of Mountain West because, well um here in reno and we're we're supporting nevada and the wolf pack which finally got a first four yay uh yay to nevada but well we'll worry we'll worry about them and, and if they could even make it into the tournament um stephen ashworth is uh a really fantastic player and, and i think that there's a lot to like about uh utah state forget about winning the first one I've, I've got them winning this first game over missouri heck they might even win the one one right after that too
0: Yeah, I I like Utah State a lot. Another matchup that immediately I saw and I circled as an upset was number 13 Furman over number four Virginia. I have not been a fan of Virginia or the ACC all year, but I'll get more into the ACC a little later. But Virginia, to me, is way overseeded. I don't think they're deserving of a four-seed. I think that they've really struggled and been inconsistent down the stretch. What do you think of that matchup?
1: Right, yeah, I mean... (laughs) Do you understand? I mean, in basically the, the over the last 60 days, basically all of January and February uh, they have handled the ball better than almost any school in this entire bracket right now. Uh, they won 15 of its conference games by an average margin of 16 points. I, I really think that uh, they're definitely going to be able to hold their own. And we're talking about Furman here, right? Yep. So uh uh, Jalen Slosson, he's the one that you're going to want to take a look at a really really great star um, and he's one of four players on the roster averaging double you know double figures so uh, yay for Furman I think they definitely keep it close
0: that is that is something that I weigh heavily in Robert when I see a balanced team like that that can score in the double digits that, that five players score like average points in the double digits that to me means they don't rely on just one or two guards or a forward to get the job done I think that if this te- this Furman team gets hot and scores at will, Virginia is not going to be able to slow them down. Virginia is not going to be able to keep up with them. What's your take on – Let actually, let's move on because we could literally dissect every single game. <laughs> One more upset that I want to ask. So I really like this upset. starting to gain a little traction. So I'm not going to change my pick, but what about Charleston over San Diego State?
1: So San Diego State, I've got – so I've got them ranked 14th in the nation. Wow. So for for me, it, it's going to be a tough sell because San Diego State, again, uh, a school I follow pretty close Mountain West, right? And I, I actually think if we break down uh, this game, obviously, San Diego State's going to have, for the better part, uh, look, you know, Charleston, they're sixteen and one, right? So they, they did have an incredible record as well. But body of work, right? So I've I've got I've got to take a look and see where they look at in terms of their strength of schedule. And to me, this one is a little bit more clear cut for me. As I have San Diego State, they probably should have been seated even higher, to be honest, Ali
0: yeah the thing that worries me about San Diego State is Charleston's a tough matchup for them in my opinion. I just mentioned how I put a lot of weight with guys that average have multiple starters averaging double digits well that that's Charleston as well. They have five starters that are averaging in the double digits. I think that is I think this is gonna be a very close matchup. I'm gonna take my chances with Charleston. I always love picking more than one number twelve over number five. This is one of them. Well, before we do any more, Robert, is there any other matchup you want to point out in the first round?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely go ahead and move Creighton several stops across the board for you if you haven't already. I got
0: Creighton going to the lead eight in my bracket.
1: (laughs) Very good. Excellent job there because, you know, Creighton to me, uh, horribly misseeded. Yeah. uh, to me they And I they're... think
0: NC State's overseeded. I I didn't agree with that seeding. Uh yes,
1: they absolutely are. NC State is definitely overseeded. <laughs> I have Creighton as a top 15 in the nation uh for for so many reasons and so for that reason I'll have Creighton advancing uh several rounds. So uh for me if we want to, you know, pluck out one sleeper, they would definitely be uh if not the sleeper of the tournament, very close.
0: What about Arizona? Because they kind of snuck in as a quiet number two seed. They won the Pac-12 Conference Championship tonight. Currently, I have them playing Alabama and – well, actually, I have Creighton going to the Sweet 16. But I have Alabama versus Arizona in the Elite Eight, and then I have Alabama beating Arizona. Do they have a shot to beat Alabama in your opinion, Robert?
1: You know, uh, I think Arizona is seeded just about correctly. Uh, Alabama definitely. Uh, if if I make if I make the line right now, I I make Bama the favorite. So I I think this one's done right. I do they have a shot? Yeah, of course they'll definitely have a shot. Uh, but you know to tell you the truth, if we're looking at it now, that I'm thinking, I probably make the line even heavier. Um, maybe even four Alabama would be the favorite by.
0: Yeah, I agree with you right there. I know Arizona had the nice win over UCLA. UCLA was missing though a few of their guys, so I we'll talk about more UCLA in the tournament. I I just look at this region, Robert, and I really I don't see and I'm not an Alabama fan. I don't you know there's the whole situation off the court that makes me not want to root for them. But I just I didn't like how they played down the stretch. Yes, they blew out te- Texas A&M for the most part, and yesterday in the SEC final. But I thought they struggled a little down the line of playing close games. But I look at this region, and I just don't see anyone that really poses a threat to them. I mean, we talked about Arizona. We talked, I don't think, Creighton. Can Baylor do anything?
1: No, no. So, yeah, this is the one that – the South was the one region that I figured – I have my easy final four pick out of this one and Allie uh, and and you'll see me doing some deep dives at some of the other regions. But uh, for, for me, this is uh, an easy selection with Alabama moving into the final four.
0: Quick one more thing about Baylor before we move on. That's my other. This is my upset region, though. I will say in the first round, I said I have Charleston. I have Furman. I have Utah State. I actually have UC Santa Barbara defeating Baylor. How crazy am I, Robert?
1: No, you're not. If you look at Baylor, I mean, look are they ranked? So I've got, I've got them number 15, right? So at at number 15 in the nation, you know, they, they got there, how it's their. If we look at their entirety of, of their body of work, Ali, they've got a offense. That's almost unstoppable there. There's really not many schools that can, you know, par up with them from an offensive perspective. So if I've got any team that's, you know, out there, all guns blazing, it would be Baylor. Um, I'm not going to mention number one just yet because I'm going to be a laughingstock like we did last year. Yeah, hint, hint. hint there in the Pacific Northwest.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to the next region we want to highlight, and we'll go. We'll go a little bit across the board. We'll go to the East region, Robert. We look at the East region right here, Purdue, which many thought might have been the number one. They had a tough. Uh, they had a tough. Finals game against Penn State only beat them by two points. They have Zach ED, who is believed to be the probably will win the wooden award. But when you look at this region, the East region, what are the odds right now to win it?
1: Okay, so let's go backwards this time. Uh, I've got uh K State as the fifth best price at nine to one, uh, Duke at seven to one. Tennessee at six, Marquette at five, and Purdue at three. So this one is is, is quite tight, and, and it's not as clear-cut as the other region that we just discussed.
0: So I said following Duke's win of the ACC tournament, I'm not getting pulled into riding the Duke train. Then I saw this how this bracket played out, and I was like, this bracket plays out very well for Duke. Am I wrong here?
1: Well, no, exactly. If if you play it out the way it does, the issue that I have with Duke, I mean, you know, they yes they have a five seed, so it's a, a little bit of an easier path for them. But there, re- you know, there's reason that they are they're a five seed, and uh, they just cracked the top twenty five for me, Ali. Um, I actually have this bracket playing out just a little bit differently in the East, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, you know, I've, I do have a couple of upsets here, but. For me, Ali, if, if we're looking at my top upset, um, I'm a Providence over Kentucky.
0: Yep. I, I have Providence over Kentucky as well, Robert. I, I think Kentucky, this is, we'll get into this region later, but the fact that Kentucky got a number six seed and Texas AM got a number seven seed and Tennessee got a number four seed. I don't understand that at all. Texas A&M was the second best team in the SEC conference. They really played nice down the stretch. I thought they had a chance to beat Alabama yesterday. They didn't play their best game, but they had beaten Alabama the week prior. I don't understand the seeding here. I think Tennessee is way overseeded. I think Kentucky's way overseeded. I actually think Providence is a little underseeded. Kentucky and Providence have identical records. I think this is an easy win for Providence here. I'm going to agree with you right there.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's let's drill down a little bit deeper, Ali. I feel I feel the rails shaking a little bit here that we're going to meet somewhere and we're going to really split some hairs here. Uh, you have a sleeper team here in the East.
0: I got to go with Tom Izzo here. I, I always say when, when Michigan state isn't expected to win, sometimes somehow Tom Izzo gets his team to the finals when they were a seven seed a few years back. I remember I had them going all the way to the elite eight. They didn't make the elite eight. They made the final four. I have Michigan state <laughs> beating USC in the first round and then upsetting Marquette in the second round, Robert.
1: That is, that is quite sleeper. No, no doubt about that for me. Um, uh, I don't understand it. We just like last week, we're talking about the volunteers and I, I had them significantly improved as the season went on as the four seed, I guess I'm going to have to pick them as a sleeper. As a matter of fact, Ali, I got them winning this bracket.
0: So this is where we differ more than anything, because <laughs> I have fantasy <Tennessee laughs> losing to Louisiana in the first round.
1: <laughs> good, good. Excellent. All right. So for me, uh yeah, Mar- Marcus won down for me here on 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 Monday of bracket release. Um boy, man, I I, I sure do hang myself out to dry sometimes. Tennessee to win the east, there I did it.
0: All right, I got I have Duke winning it. I didn't want to fall into the trap, but I just can't back Purdue. There's something about Purdue that every year when especially when they're ranked at the top, they just seem to falter. I think Duke has really been on a roll ever since they got Jeremy Roach back from injury. They looked fantastic in the ACC. I know I have my issues with the ACC but Duke really looks like they're coming out to form. And I do put a lot of momentum. I put a lot into pe- teams getting momentum toward the end of the season. That's why I'm not high on Tennessee. I think that they I think they lost, what, six of their last 10 games. They've really struggled since they lost their point guard, Zegler, about a few weeks ago. They just haven't played the same. One team that you brought up in the odds, but what about Kansas State, Robert? What's their ceiling for you?
1: So I feel that if we if we break down Kansas State's Entirety of of their body of work. Look, they've done at one point. I actually had some people thinking that they were like title contenders, which you know all fine and good. But I think if we actually see just how far they can go, I mean, look, it's it was a stretch in January. I think they lost seven in a row at one point. um You know, look, if we see exactly what they've done, they've got twenty three wins, right? It's their highest win total probably since what 2018 2019 right so they've got resume boasts over kansas texas they beat baylor twice yep um right and so then if we break down the entirety of it from february 1st through the end of the regular season um they did commit quite a number of turnovers right so pretty much Every five trips down, they were committing a turnover. So that's probably where I find their weakest point is their ball control. That's where I think that that's probably going to cause them uh, a a loss somewhere earlier than later.
0: All right. So you say you have Tennessee going to the final four. I'm riding with the Dukies. Is there any more games you want to point out from this region, Robert, before we move on?
1: Mm, No. Yeah, I mentioned Providence. Um, My sleeper and my final four pick is the Tennessee Volunteers
0: all right let's move on to the midwest region you have houston here they they lost to memphis yesterday in their finals uh they lost what it was I, I believe sasser was the one that got injured on saturday yes. in the semifinal game his status i think he's gonna play but still it's an injury to watch nonetheless anyway robert this midwest region what are we looking at odds wise
1: Okay, so this one is pretty darn clear cut. I'm just going to go and cut to my top two here. Uh, Texas is 3-1, to and Houston uh, is plus 175. Massive, massive cliff drop for the rest of them. So uh, to me, if this doesn't have the Battle of Texas in the Midwest and something went really haywire, in this instance, Ali, I just don't see that happening here.
0: Yeah, I have Texas in my Final Four, and I was looking at multiple scenarios. I like Indiana to go a little far. I just don't trust them enough to go to the Final Four. I do think that Trace Jackson Davis is someone that can elevate your team and get you a few wins, but they are inconsistent. I watched their game against Penn State the other day. They just, they just seem to falter at times, so I wouldn't trust them all the way. Houston, I do love Houston, but the injury is a concern to me for Sasser, but also I kind of agree with you from when we talked last week, was it last week or the week before about it? Houston just hasn't really been tested this year. And it's always tough for a team with so many expectations. It's one thing to be a a mid-major and no one expects you to win and then come out to win. But when you're given a number one seed like Houston, it's going to be tough. So I have Houston actually losing to Indiana in the Sweet 16. They're one of my first number one seeds to fall. Robert, what's the ceiling for Houston for you?
1: For me, it's honestly, if if they don't win this bracket, uh, then then I'm just dead wrong here, and I and I feel that look, we we actually, yeah, you're right. I think it was just the last week, the last episode of the one just before we were talking about Houston and their body of work, and look, it is an it is a magnificent body of work this year. Um, one of the top defenses in the entire nation. Also top 10 offense, they, they really have put everything together. And as far as look, I mean, there's, there's going to be upsets everywhere without a doubt in every single bracket. But I feel that if we have one real thing that we could take a look at and see just how we're finding, look, it's an 11 game winning streak for Houston, you know, and entering the ACC tournament, AAC tournament, right? So they've got one loss since December 10th. To be honest, there's probably not going to be a difficult path to get to the final of this region. And, again, I I feel it's probably going to be against Texas. Uh, I mean, Walker, he's probably going to be a a lottery pick. Um, There's there's a lot that's going on right here. Sasser, I feel, is going to be healthy. And if that's the case, they're going to be a very strong, strong team and a very – very legit contender to win the title this year, Ali.
0: So let me also frust- my fr- well, express my frustrations with this region. Before the bracket was laid out, I said two of my hottest teams I want to back come to March Madness is Texas A&M and Penn State. So what happens, they get matched up against each other in the first round, and yeah. I believe both are severely under in this. I hate this right now because I wanted both of them to go a little far, in this matchup, Robert, Texas A&M, Penn State, two of the hottest teams in March Madness right now. Who do you like in that matchup?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would go with the Aggies here. Um, matter of fact, their their region odds are are significantly better. They're um they're twelve to one versus Penn State's thirty. Right. Uh, now the, the spread, I set the opening line as three, so Texas A&M is a three point favorite. The total, by the way, 134 and a half points, so right around their par. Um, You know, but with this game being played in Iowa, really no one's got any kind of uh, home court advantage whatsoever. I guess like Texas A&M's body of work more this year, and I would choose them to win their first round match over Penn State.
0: So I chose Penn State, and the reason I chose Penn State over A&M, again, I struggled with this one, but Penn State has Jalen Pickett, who I believe is a guy that can carry your school for a game or two. It's kind of like Steph Curry with Davidson years ago. Same thing with John Morant when he was with Murray State. I feel that he, if he gets hot from the three, because Penn State, no one shoots more threes than Penn State, you're going to see. If they can get hot for the three, I just don't think A&M is going to be able to keep up with them. So I took Penn State. It doesn't matter because whoever wins that game, I think still is going to lose to Texas. But one one team I want to focus on right now is the number six Iowa State versus the winner of Mississippi State and Pittsburgh, Robert. What do you think of that game?
1: So Iowa State is, yeah, if we take a look and break down their entirety of their season, but let's just even you know go take one step back here. If we take actually just a look at this matchup, I mean, Iowa State sitting in their catbird seat, they're just going to have to hang on and, and wait and see exactly who they have lined up to play uh, as they're waiting for their first four. You know, as a sixth seed, they probably are a little bit underseated. Um, their defense is what I really, really like about how they've performed this year. And I actually think that if anything, maybe they should have had a four, uh, alley if I take a look at how they would have been ranked, this is top 25 school.
0: Yeah. I'm not huge on Iowa state. I know they'd be Baylor, I believe three times or something like that. But for me, I, I think whoever wins out of Mississippi state and Pittsburgh is going to beat Iowa State. Every year, Robert, you see that 111 seed that wins a playing game ends up in the Sweet 16. It's happened almost every year, I believe, since the playing game. I like Pittsburgh a little bit more than Mississippi State because this is one of the most experienced squad you're going to see in all the NCAA tournament. Did you know, Robert, that their starting five is older, combined the age, than the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA?
1: (laughs) No, I didn't know that. That's great.
0: Like, because considering with the COVID year and, you know, how t- how players retro, there's some guys that have been playing college ball for six years. I really like experience when it comes into the tournament. And especially these go- these guys know that this is the last time they're probably ever going to ball. None of them are going to be able to go to the NBA. I, I If Pittsburgh beats Mississippi State, I will be more confident of them upsetting Iowa State. But either way, even if Mississippi State beats Pittsburgh, I like them to beat Iowa State. What other upsets are you looking at here, Robert?
1: Yeah, and, and great point. By the way, on that that uh, the first four, we do have Mississippi State as the tiniest of favorites. Uh, they're only one and a half over Pittsburgh in that game tomorrow, uh, in in the later part of the uh, the Tuesday slate. Uh, one other thing that I probably look at. This one's probably a little. I'm, I'm not going to exactly call for the full upset, but just from a a covers perspective, is uh, something about Drake and Miami. Uh, yes. just kind of really stood out. I actually think that Drake keeps this one significantly closer than their seating shows. Um so I don't know if we'll see the upset there, but darn it if I don't think they'll cover.
0: Yeah, I I I agree. I do I do have Miami being Drake. That was one of the ones I kind of fluctuated about because I do like picking 12s over fives. I usually pick at least two every year. I, I still think Miami edges it now. I like Jim Laranega's team this year. I think that they're going to meet Indiana in the second round. But one other game I do want to point out, and that's it's it's not a huge game, but Iowa and Auburn, Robert, I said every year, that, or last year Iowa really screwed me over. I am not picking Iowa. So I have Auburn here. I just wanted to point that out.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is as coin flip a game as possible. I mean, as a matter of fact, the game's pick right now high high total, uh, one hundred fifty two points, and that kind of makes sense with the way um, uh, the way these two schools play. Uh, Auburn is uh, a top fifty in the nation in scoring. The defense is good too. But I I completely agree. We'll we'll probably see this one as a coin flip. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you for one bit for not backing them.
0: Okay. So you have Houston going to the final four from this region, correct? Yes. All right. And I am taking Texas. Let's talk quickly one more time about Indiana because this is another team where they have played inconsistent, but I mentioned a few minutes ago that Trace Jackson Davis is a guy I believe can carry this team pretty far. What is your ceiling for Indiana,
1: Robert? Right. So, I mean, if we see exactly just how far they can go, I mean, it's, it's this year has kind of been like a Jekyll and Hyde. Um, you know, they, they've got the non-conference win against Xavier. I've got them ranked pretty high. Uh, swept both Purdue and Illinois. Um, you know, but then basically they failed to finish in the top 100 nationally in offense or defense efficiency. So you're you're absolutely right. We we talked about uh Jackson Davis and how incredible he is. He's gonna have to be a, a one-man wrecking crew. I don't know. Boy, if we have to go and and predict a ceiling for Indiana, let's go Sweet 16 at best.
0: All right. I have them going to the Elite Eight. I have them actually beating Houston. But, you know, it's March Madness. No one knows better than anyone else, I always say. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the final region, and that's the West region. This is a very, very, very interesting region to me. I think, actually, I had the most fun with this region than any other one. Robert, what are the odds here?
1: This this is absolutely, if we ever had to define the region of death, it's right here. Yes. Um, four schools. Um, I just took them all. I threw them in a bag. I literally threw them in my brown lunch bag and said, here's who the favorite is. That's how close everything is. UCLA, Kansas, Gonzaga, and UConn are all four to one. Wow, they're all four to one. I, 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 literally just decided. You know what? I, they're that close. I'm just going to let the public, the betting public, decide who they feel that the region should be won by. This is one of the most incredible regions ever put together. Such a shame. Um, it, it, honestly, they're they're really, really incredible. They've got you know strengths and weaknesses abound. Uh, but among those four, um, they can easily be co-favorites uh, in any other region, and and, I, and I'm counting like literally any other region. So again, UConn, Kansas, Gonzaga, U, um, uh, and UCLA, all four to one alley.
0: So who would you say out of the all those that are four to one is the most vulnerable?
1: Most vulnerable is absolutely Kansas. Um, I actually yeah. don't think that they're they're not going to win this region. No, Uh, Ali, let's just cut to the chase right now. My sleeper and my final four pick here is Yukon.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Gonzaga.
1: (laughs) You said it. I really did.
0: I thought you would take the bait and say Gonzaga.
1: Everyone make note, flag this moment. I did not say (laughs) it.
0: Look, okay, because I have UConn too. So that's another one we, we really
1: no way get out of here. You, I, I, have,
0: I have UConn winning the entire tournament Robert let's I'll be I'll put it that out there right now. Oh, I crap. UConn has been my team all year I love how they play. I love Dan Hurley as their coach between, you know, Sonogo, between Hawkins, I knew, and I believe they have the team that just can make this magical run. Maybe it's not as good as the Kemba Walker team. Maybe it's even better. I don't know. Kemba Walker really came out that year, but this is a team that I just think has been getting hot at the right time. They struggled a little bit in January, but they've been hot ever since. I think they're the best team in the big East. I think they're even better than Marquette. I think they're better than Xavier. So I have UConn going all the way. But before I get more into that, let's break down this reason. One of the games I wanted to bring up to you, Robert, what do you think about St. Mary's and VCU?
1: All right. So if we just take a look at the game unto itself, St. Mary's I opened as a four-point favorite. It got bet up to four and a half, total set to 123. Uh, You know, this one's going to be set up for Friday. And and if we look at St. Mary's body of work, I don't think that there's going to be many people that will, really complain too much about how well they performed they just missed cracking the top 10 so as a five seed they are way way underseeded in my opinion uh incredible defense uh offense that pretty much run with most uh you know so for for me uh, saint mary's an excellent body of work this year i definitely feel that they should not have been a five seed they should have been lower alley
0: I actually like VCU over St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's is coming into the tournament with not that much momentum. They lost, I believe, two of their last three games to Gonzaga. I like VCU. Every time, usually, VCU is in the tournament for just some reason – I always pick them to pull off at least an upset. I think they are very well coached. I think they have a fantastic defense. They have the A-10 player of the year with Adrian Ace Baldwin. I, I really think that that VCU can pull off the upset over St. Mary's. Unfortunately, I think that they will lose to, to UConn in the next game. But one other team I want to bring up to you, Robert, what about TCU? How far do they can they go?
1: Right, and, and I think if we look at the, the entirety of Texas – uh, Christians, I, I mean, look, they, they've got themselves a nice little piece because again, they're one of the schools that are going to have to wait, uh, to find themselves, uh, and, and see who they're going to play. But look to me, uh, number 27 in the nation. Uh, so if you would just, just go ahead and break down, I don't believe that they should have been a seed. They probably should have been just a little bit lower as well. Excellent, excellent offense and even better defense, Uh, they probably can find themselves going, could they go as deep as, well, nah, they're going to lose to Gonzaga.
0: No, I have them (laughs) beating (laughs) Gonzaga. I do. I like TCU. TCU's been another team I've just ridden all year. I think getting miles back from injury, they really started to peak. I do think, I do worry that they could be a little inconsistent, but Gonzaga's just a team, this isn't like a, to me, it's not a really good Gonzaga team that we've seen in the years past. I think that TCU has the ability to beat Gonzaga, and I think TCU has the ability to beat UCLA. is a little banged up, Robert. What do you think about them? <laughs>
1: Hold on, hold on. I, I gotta go back to Gonzaga.
0: Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Go we ahead. It.
1: We, we, already pe- we already peeled off the band-aid. Let's just do look. They are, no matter how we cut this up, they are the number one offensive force in the entire nation. Now, what can stop them plenty, as we can see last year, much can stop them. But th- all the, you know th- there's gonna be early stumbles, right? That we could just take a look at their body of work, but they're going to make noise. I didn't say they're going to win the championship. I didn't even <laughs> say they're going to win the region, but they, they're they going to roll in their first couple of games. So I'll just put that out there. Okay, now.
0: I hear that every year, but go
1: ahead. <laughs> All right, UCLA, right? Let's go there. <laughs> um, They have just, again, an incredible, incredible defense. I have UCLA ranked... Uh, they're, they're number two. Look, they're they're right behind Houston, just in terms of analytics and, and strength of schedule. Number one defense in the nation. And and that's that's with a bullet. Uh and a top 25 offense to boot easily, easily cream of the Pac 12 by far over Arizona. Uh, and, and they're going to be incredibly difficult to beat. Um uh, to be honest, shocked they're not a number one seed, but whatever, you know, they'll they'll deal with their two. Um Cronin's got he he's got this team absolutely rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it, it's just a shame that he's just in an absolutely stacked stacked yeah. stacked region.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean it it it's terrible. I would have had UCLA ranked a lot higher in my rankings had Jalen Clark not been at, not been lost for the year. But you, you got to you you do got to give them credit. They have some nice senior guards with Jamie Jackwes and and Tiger Cam, Campbell. So I just don't know if they have in them in this region, like you said, Robert. So I I think TC. This is this is a region where it's just I think going to be by elite eight time. We're going to be scratching our heads with what happened. Is that fair to say?
1: Oh no! Well, yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so look. If, if we break, so we have UConn in the, in the final four out of this.
0: I do both yes, of us. Yeah, so, so, I, so let's I. recap. We both have Alabama coming out of, uh, I believe the South region. And then in the East, I have Duke and you have remind me.
1: Uh, East, East, where do I have the East? Uh, bah, bah, bah. Tennessee.
0: Tennessee. That's right. And then you have Houston coming out of the Midwest and I have Texas. And then we both are in agreement on UConn. Robert, who's your national champion and what's the matchup for it?
1: Okay. Right. So if if we pair this down in a different way, I'll go ahead and and share with our listener here uh, the odds to win the tournament, right? We could go ahead and just kind of break it down from there. So I had, let's go right from the top. We have Alabama, that one's that one was an easy selection for me. So we go and have Alabama. There's seven to one, right? So eh, you know, that's that's a nice price. I'm not too excited about that. Uh next up, Tennessee. Obviously, you know, you could have got a far better. However, Tennessee, you could still get 20 to 1. So a nice little price there to back them uh, for a team that I have going to the final four. Houston, number one, you know, right now in, in terms of all sorts of power ranks, uh, just simply you know, right now they're, they're the odds on there. they are probably six, some places they probably even have it shortened down to five and a half to one. So I probably lay off that and not back them at those odds. And then Yukon, you're going to probably find them. If you shop around properly, you'll probably see them anywhere between. Oh, do, what do I have them at? Actually, if I'm looking at the price for the Huskies, they're about 16, maybe 18 in some places. So uh in in terms of pricing uh heck you can probably just go ahead and back tennessee at 30 and then you know look wow. at yukon at at 16 so from from an odds perspective that's kind of how it breaks down for me i mean heck if you bet them all if you bet all four of them at the, you know the worst thing that happens is that if houston bags it for you at you know plus 550 at least you're you know you're still making you know a positive roi on the the, the final four uh, purchases in this way
0: yeah so Let's let's see you here. One more question I wanted to ask you was obviously snubs. There's always going to be teams that believe they should have been in that didn't Rutgers comes to mind. I, I actually don't disagree that Rutgers got left out when you have bubble teams like USC and some other things. I mean, I think you could flip a coin who who goes in. But was there a team or two that you thought really deserved to be in this tournament and then maybe one or two who did not?
1: excellent excellent so uh some that made it in obviously they make it in because of uh virtue of winning their conference and yay to them you know that's that's excellent maneuvering over there on, on their part um i don't know uh arizona state and i know it's first four you know but
0: yeah, I agree. I think that half-court shot they had against Arizona pretty much got them into that turn Yeah.
1: Um, Missouri, no, I, I don't think that they should have been in. Um, Mississippi State, no. You know who should have been in, if I just you know break it down this way? Um, definitely right. Thank you for mentioning Rutgers. They definitely, I mean, their defense is insane. They're top five in the nation. Uh, So they that was a miss right there. Rutgers should have been in. Oklahoma State's another. Oklahoma Um,
0: State, I would have probably put in. Uh, They had some nice upsets, for
1: sure. And then um, the last that I probably, eh, Pac-12. No, I don't have any Pac-12 bias, but Oregon. I I think Oregon, their top 50 school, I think they should have definitely made it in.
0: Oregon could have had an outside shot. I don't think the Pac-12 gets as much love as some of the other conferences, just because it is on the West Coast. People might not see it a lot. But what is your opinion, too, about UNC? Obviously, I didn't think they deserved to make it. But skipping the NIT, do you think that's a good look for them? Or do you think that they were trying to say they have too much pride to play in that tournament?
1: No, no, no. That that's You should have played. It doesn't matter if you don't get picked. You got to play. You got to play somewhere. think it's not a school decision. This is for the kids. This is for the student athletes. They're the ones that got you here. I mean, a a 20 and 13 record, you got to, you know, if they, if you're invited somewhere and you say, no, that's, that's a slippery slope alley.
0: Yeah, I agree. Listen, I like UNC. They've been always one of the teams I rooted for since I was a kid. I I didn't agree with that decision. I think it looks very petty on them. I think it makes them look like they have too much, too, too much of a reputation to say, we don't even belong in the NIT. Listen, you had a bad year you were the only team that has ever started out the season as number one in the AP poll, And then you didn't make the tournament. That's bad. So you know what you do? You suck it up and you win the NIT. Yeah, the thank you. You, do, yes. you deserve to be in there. That's, That's my
1: exactly it. great point. If, if you get snubbed by one and the NIT wants you in then good, go to the NIT and win the whole thing.
0: Yes. I totally agree with you. All right, well, that is all the time we have for today, Robert. This has been another fun episode. We're going to do it again later this week. I believe Wednesday we'll give another preview, make any last-minute picks. I always say I'm not going to change my bracket. I don't always follow that. I am going to try to stay strong. But, Robert, let's meet up again on Wednesday. We'll give some of our favorite do's and don'ts of the tournament some great advice. I always mention I love picking number 12 of our number five seeds. I have two of them this year. I told you I have VCU over St. Mary's, Charleston over San Diego state. Uh, Robert, what, what, what's your biggest upset? I don't know if we, we, we got to that, but what double digit is your favorite upset or biggest?
1: Uh, yeah. So if we just looked at the one that really just jumped out that I really didn't like the matchup for, it was again, that Drake, Miami game. It's right. been really exciting. I mean, it's just a first round matchup. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely, really am, am going to be pushing uh, quite heavily on UConn and Tennessee this this com- this particular tournament.
0: All right, well, Robert, thank you so much again. We'll be back on Wednesday, and take care,
1: everyone.